Mungo Casino Studios. It's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5, KLOS, and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles. Heidi and Frank Show. Home Depot is raising the pay of its store workers to a minimum of $15 an hour. Management couldn't wait to share the good news with the store workers, but as usual, no one could find one. So. <laughs> You see anybody in an orange smock? Can you tell them this got a raise? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of jobs, if you want a job in the moisturizer industry, my best advice I can give is to apply daily. Frank. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't understand the hate lazy people get. They didn't do anything. <laughs> okay. Well. You know what's, what's the leading cause of dry skin? Towels. <laughs> uh, that's a thinker. Uh, yeah, it is. That's the good stuff. Well, I wanted to lighten the mood a little bit before we jumped right into the hardest pills to swallow in yeah. life. Like, okay, there's, like, there's the good of life and the bad of life, and there's certain things that are going to happen that... You're going to have to deal with. That's why it's a pill that you have to swallow. It's not like, I don't want to take any pills. Nope, this one, you got to take your pills. So one you know, of the hardest so- pills to swallow in life. 818-955-2955. Or you can text the show, text HF. Then your hard pill to 68683. When I was a kid, you know, your mom cooked dinner and you're like, oh God, I can't wait till I get older. And I'm my own place and I can like eat whatever I want. And then you become an adult, yeah. and you're like, I have to come up with something every night to figure out what I want, what I'm going to do, and it sucks. It's a hard pill to swallow. I'd rather my mom just go, uh, "Here, I made this. Eat this." You're like, "Okay," as opposed to having to go, "Heidi, what you, do you want you for have, dinner?" You have a whole page of apps on your phone for delivery yeah. services, and your wife said you don't even need to put a kitchen in your house. So, what are you making for dinner besides a phone call? <laughs> Sometimes I can't decide what I want. <laughs> All the decisions. Well, we that's a first Chinese world problem right there. That's such a first world problem. Can I tell you? I, I, I really... have so many options. I still know what to eat every night. And then you have to wait 45 minutes <sighs> after you decide. <sighs> oh, yeah. And God forbid you're ordering on a Friday around 6. Forget it. It's going to be 72 to 90 minutes. <laughs> it's a tough pill right. to swallow. It's tough. So what? Yeah. Wrap that up in a bumper sticker. What are you saying? What's the tough pill to swallow? Figuring out dinner every night. Figuring out dinner. What to make for dinner every night. Yes, Frank. Okay. I'm setting. I'm. I'm. I'm letting the people know where we're at here. That's and where they can, they that's can where it. Heidi's at. I mean, I do have because they, they did ask this question on the internet, so they people did chime in, and they were you yeah. know they were you know honest answers. Okay. Uh, the, of the ones that I have that were highlighted, uh, what's for dinner every night was not on the list. But I mean, and I'm not uh, trying to deny your pills. Please don't. Johnny, you uh, like me without my pills. What? Uh, What's the hardest pill to swallow in life? That uh, you can't get laid when you have kids, just anytime you want. Because mm. you, you know? could get laid anytime you want when you didn't have when kids. When you didn't yeah, have look kids. At you, you get frisky, you know, it mm. didn't really matter. You start making out on the couch and it can happen right there Giggity. as opposed to going, Exactly. Okay, um, now you start making kids, out on I'm the couch to... and then all of a sudden, come wipe my butt, Dad. You know? And you're like, yeah. damn it. And that was his oh. wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wipe my butt, Dad. I got to keep getting yeah. kink here. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it doesn't matter how fit you are, you're going to get old. I mean, like you're going yeah, to the gym, true. you're you know oh, yeah, you're working yeah. out, you're, okay. but every day that goes by, I mean, you can work out 
Yeah. But you're going to get old. That's the toughest pill. It's yeah, like no matter skin. how hard you work to diet, the fitness, it's like, yeah, you're going to break down and die. Stuff starts to sag. and. But next. I guess there's always what you're going to eat for dinner. That's mm-hmm. really putting the weight Frank, on, weight on your shoulders. Don't judge. The weight of the world. It's really difficult. Like tonight, I have no idea. My wife will say, "What, do, what are we thinking for dinner?" And I got to make something. <laughs> you got to. Well, whoever does down at the restaurant, you pick has to. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Corey's out in the hallway doing something. I don't know what she's doing. She looks like she's talking to somebody. That's, uh... yeah, looks hey, Corey. Like Who you got out there? You can come on in. The red, the red lights on, but you can come in. I'm. Uh... Oh my God! Look who it is. Heidi, you'll never believe who's in studio. Yes. It's the one and only Fritz Coleman. Fritz Coleman, yeah, right there, buddy. Oh, <laughs> we had money on you, buddy. Okay. I'm really sorry. I went to the wrong building. It's my fault. You went to the wrong building? I'm elderly. Yeah. I went to the uh, competition, I Heart Ma- Media. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, really? And they said, we like to have Hi, Fritz Coleman. <laughs> you went to the I Woody Show? La Quinta now, is it? Yes, yes. What a nice I just had knee bracket. surgery, Fritz. It's like a... Oh, is that true? Oh. Yeah. Well, you look fantastic from the waist up. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone says, even that she's here. Okay. I've you know I love you guys. Fritz. You've been in town for 18 years or so? Or how many years? Oh, my God. Yeah, now... Uh, I knew you before you had the Frosty removed. And then... <laughs> guys are awesome. Yeah, I started here in Los Angeles in 1997. Same. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. And you you are a staple in Los Angeles for oh, yeah. a long time. Crazy. How, how long did you do the, the weather? I, I retired two weeks shy of my 40th anniversary. <clears throat> and you just said, it's F wh- the weather. No, it was just time. It, I, you know, with climate change and everything, people are starting to take weather really seriously now, and I just BS my way through it. You were like, I don't want to do that. No. I mean, from April to October, before the, we, we, the, the Earth started moving closer to the sun, I was, um, I was doing the same forecast from April to October, morning clouds and fog, hazy right. afternoon sun. I'd have to put a suit on to do that for eight hours a day. But now, but now it's quite seriously, you know, it's 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 a science, and all the people you see on the air now have their little meteorology thing yeah. in their lower right hand corner. You have to know what you're talking about. Yeah, they uh, they have to have a meteorology degree yeah. and at least three stripper dresses. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it, Fritz. Oh I'll say it. It's yeah. okay. People, here's how I know Fritz Coleman <laughs> has no OCD problems because if it's me, and let's say the Heidi and Frank show is going to go 40 years. I mean, I can't imagine, but let's say it is. I don't think I could quit the show two weeks before the 40th because of my OCD. I would have to say, oh, I got to do it. We got to round it, it up. I got to no, round it up. Yeah. Here was the end of my contract, and they were going to throw me out anyway. So. Oh, all right. Uh, the one truth of those comes out. We've been there too. So, yeah. yeah. You know, we were just talking there. about the hardest pills to swallow in life. Someone asked that question on the internet, and so a lot of people have responded. And, and I don't know if it's in any particular order, but one of the answers. Well, sometimes things just change. It's nobody's fault, but they change. Oh, no. So, like you doing uh-uh. it for you know forty years. I'm sure, as far as you moving on and doing other stuff, maybe, like so maybe your dreams were on hold for certain things because you were busy doing the weather. But I think probably the audience that would get their weather from you all the time is like, wait, I can't know what's going on in the weather without Fritz. He's no, been telling me for right. 40 years. No. Change. And I've been retired for two years and people come up to me and say, what about that front coming through? <laughs> and I'll say, please back away from the table and look on your phone and never bother me again. 
<laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. No. Yeah. So for the last two years, you've been doing uh, you've been doing stand up and other yeah. stuff. You got stand up, open, backed up. We have, we have a podcast now, and having fun with that. Yeah, the podcast is uh, what uh, Media Path Podcast. Your hundredth episode. Congratulations yeah. on that. Oh, what, what, what do you guys, uh, you and your co-host Louise Palanker? What do you guys uh, chit chat about? Do you know her? She started Premier Radio Network. Oh, she years did? ago. No, I worked for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she started Premiere with a bunch of other guys, and then they sold it to Clear Channel, and then Clear Channel sold it to iHeartRadio, right. so she just retired at a very young age, and now she's a documentary filmmaker and does this, and nice. she produced a couple of my one-person shows, and so we just became friends, and we're, you know, kind of, we had similar mindsets about movies and politics and books and stuff. We said, well... She was. She'd been in the podcasting world a while, and when I retired and didn't have a contract at NBC that restricted me, she said, "Come on, we'll just talk about the stuff we talk about in life." And so I've been having so much fun. I bet, yeah. And uh, you know, there there are 150,000 podcasts in America, so you can't. <laughs> so you can't do what you do in radio and TV, which is, oh my God, I wonder what the overnights were like. You can't do that. You just have right. to. Try to carve out your little space, yep, that's true. and I just have a good time. Yeah, if you want to go uh, check it out, the uh, the website mediapathpodcast.com is your official website. But at mediapathpod on on Twitter and uh, social media, I'll check it out. Your hundredth episode. Do you, as far as uh, prepping going in, is it just like this is what's happening in today? Is it like a lot of current events? Yeah, we start. It's called Media Path because at the beginning of each podcast. Uh, Weezy and I uh, offer a suggestion on something to watch. For instance, last week, um, I uh, offered this thing called um, uh, sp uh, Stunted Youth or whatever it was. It was about this, this cult that was developed on the campus of Sarah Lawrence College in Bronxville, New York. Mm -hmm. It was this guy who was the father of one of these students who moved into their dorm room because he didn't have a place to live and whipped these kids into a cult and he ended up getting 60 years in jail. So I make offerings like that. She'll offer a book. We have politicians on. We have Adam Schiff. We have, you know, Henry Winkler. We have everybody. So anybody, anybody. anybody in the pop culture. Absolutely. Anybody, whatever's going on. I, I just found out about that crazy case. Yeah, we were that, talking uh, about it earlier. It's Lawrence, wacky. Some liberal arts school outside of New York City, right? Yeah, like, right. For a decade, he lived in his his daughter's dorm How room. does he get First in and out of the all, building without you know, an RA? Aren't the roommates going, you know, we love you, but your dad is now living on our couch. Or, or is it yeah. because it's a liberal arts school that you can't question anyone's gender so much that this old guy who's 50 years old, like, yeah. that's, that's Julius. He's really a girl. Yeah. Well, the, the, the interesting psychology mm -hmm. that happened, it, it's funny that you bring that up, was that at first they didn't trust him because they thought it was goofy, an old guy living with him. And then he started getting them involved in conversations where he became like their father confessor. Now, these are college kids, and they're smart. They have to be smart to get into Sarah Lawrence, but they're college kids, and they don't have completely formed psyches yet, so they had problems, and so they're asking this guy, like, questions uh, from, uh, you know, an adult that wasn't their parent, and they became really close to him, and then they started to really uh, seek out his advice, and then they started to worship him, and then it got really weird, because if they disobeyed him around the house, they would, he would physically beat them. It was, it's really an odd So it wasn't story. a sex cult? No, no, not at all. Oh, not it was okay. a sex cult, like it's a prostitution? No, 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 no. Oh. it was just a mind control thing, and oh. what I took away from was I have a daughter that just graduated from college. I mean, it just made that big. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Tell me, scratch. Seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a sweatshirt that cost me $200,000. <laughs>
but but I it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up because I thought these smart kids. Yeah. This is a brilliant school. Anybody is susceptible to that. If you have some stuff in your background that you haven't unpacked yet, and this guy had this dark genius of being able to pull these kids out to admit, it's really it's fascinating to watch. So that's what I talked about. And then she did something. And then we have guests. I always picture when I first heard the story, I pictured this guy. I think his name is Lawrence Ray or something. Yeah, right. I pictured him. As Rodney Dangerfield going back to school is like, hey hoes, hey hoes. <laughs> like, no. Actually, there's a series coming out on Hulu about that particular story. Yeah, a whole like mini well, series. About I'm not it. surprised. It's fascinating. It scared the hell out of parents. I'll tell you that. Oh my. So God, now yeah. you did uh, 40 years uh, on the air doing weather, and mm-hmm. and you said it restricted you from actually going out and trying other stuff. Well, contractually, I couldn't do other media. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as soon as that stopped, then I could just say what I want, and it doesn't have to have an occluded front. Included. I know <laughs> when you're doing, when you're doing your stand-up, uh, are you touring around the country? Or you just... I, I, I'm working toward that. I just taped a special at, at the El Portal Theater down the street on yeah. Lancashire in North oh, Hollywood, nice. and we're trying to sell it. And we have some interest in f- the AVOD industry, which is advertiser-supported video on demand, like Hulu. Okay. Peacock has limited spots, and they're interested. So we're, we're talking, cool. and I'd love to get that on the air, and that'll broaden out my stand-up mm. opportunities. I hope. Mm. Yeah, Fritz Coleman's hanging out with us. See, I said that, I can't uh, believe we this. have uh, we we bet money on you because. Uh-huh. Uh, you came up, I think, was it, was it your birthday or something recently? Why did we bring up Fritz Where Coleman? Talk about Fritz? And I go, and I love Fritz Coleman. And I go, Heidi, if I can get Fritz Coleman on the show, uh, you know, would, uh, how much? I would go, you there's give no me? way. She I'll, goes, I'll give you I a said, thousand. I'll give a thousand dollars to the wow. kids at St. Jude's, you know, Children's what? Hospital, and I go. It's on. Uh, yeah. This was like two days ago. <laughs> two days ago. Two days ago. And so, thank you, Fritz, because now when we When you walked in, oh, I Oh, there's just an even like... bigger picture of you over here. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> you got the 70 inch plasma working over there. My head, I'm sure. You know, you're wasting lot. this beauty on radio. You need to get on the other mediums. You need to get on TV. <laughs> See, yeah, Frank, you do need to get on TV. Well, right? Fritz, I'm con- contractually obligated to these <laughs> jackasses. No, you're, you're doing a we'll great job. <laughs> Will you let me out of my contract so I can go pursue other things? Yeah, talk about please. a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> as far as like like you said, these these girls at this school turn to this older guy for advice. As far as like your advice, your life lessons, what did you have, have you learned? The Fritz Coleman, uh, you know, wisdom that you can spew over Los Angeles right now. Just let your leave yourself alone. Just you know, don't be afraid to fail. It's all the stuff I teach my kids. I had such an amazing career. Honestly, I might be the luckiest man in show business since that woman was discovered at Schwab's pharmacy in the forties. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I was a stand-up comic. I got hired working at the comedy store. I was in, doing a show on a Friday night, and the news director at the time and his wife were in the audience. And I had talked on stage about doing the weather in the Navy. I worked for Armed Forces Radio and Television. And I was I was forced to do the weather, but I didn't know anything about it. But the Navy didn't care. You know, as long as your shoes are shining, you don't use profanity, they don't care what you say. So I, he thought that was an amusing story. And this is an absolutely true story. After the show, he introduced himself and he said, this is a very odd question, but do you have any desire to come to Channel 4 and do some weather uh, on the weekends and vacation relief, I need like a utility player we, and we need, we have guys that need to go on vacation. And I was making $45 a night at the comedy store. I said, oh my God, when do you want me to start? Yeah. And can I carry your wife to the car? Can I do anything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And I said, you do know that I don't know anything about weather. He said, this will work out great because there's no weather in California. This will be yeah. perfect. Right. So uh, I auditioned and I got the job and I did the, the two years of the fill-in work, the the, uh, the vacation relief guy. And then my predecessor left and I was bumped up and I was there two weeks shy of my 40th. I mean, that honestly, is wow. it, it's like I used yeah. up all of my good luck in one fell swoop. It was unbelievable. In Incredible. Yeah, it's a, yeah. them going to the comedy store that night yeah. to see some comedy and well, you're telling a story about being in the Navy and doing talk that. About that's how be. you got in. And it shows, you know, the difference in media now. I mean, weather's taken really serious now. It's a really competitive aspect of the whole channel for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the uh, the thing about it, you know, when I was there, I, I was comic relief. I, I I described my job when I first got the job as the palate cleanser between the tragedy and the sports. Right. They yeah. would they would put me on after the drive by before Fred Rogan came and lied about the sports and they needed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was there ever like a uh, like get together of you know the the weather folk of you know Southern California? Did you guys Never. ever meet each other and Is know it, each we other? Did, we did meet each other, maybe at the Emmy Awards or something. Okay. But it was really weird. People thought we had this fraternity of people. They did do a thing for the news business in general. Once a month, they would meet at Firefly in Studio City, and they called it "Drinking with the Enemy." <laughs> Everybody would show up, and that's how you got to know your compadres in the same business. It was fun. Oh, I love that. Is there any truth to like the technology or they just make up stuff when they say like doppelganger? That's just like a word you guys Doppler. made up after you were... Oh, oh, Doppler. Doppler. Doppler, you mean Doppler. 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 <laughs> the doppelganger weather's doing the same weather they're doing on that channel as they're doing on that channel. It looks exactly, same exactly like Rich Coleman. It's crazy. That's what weather is like in Southern California. It's the doppelgangers. Every day is the damn same. Yeah. That's right. Did anybody give you a flack for not having uh, the meteorology background? And like, No, oh, okay. they didn't at first because, again, it wasn't about that. It was more about communication than it was about meteorology, right. especially in California. Uh, y your job is just to get people to not click out of the station. And if you did that with a, a sense of humor or you did it with just personality or just, you know. I, our, our evening newscast in those days, the 4, 5, and 6, was a lot like the morning newscasts are now, where it was familiar, and mm -hmm. you would talk, and what'd you do over the weekend, and oh, we better do some news before it's too late. Now it's all very serious. Yeah. We have the short American attention span. You have six stations doing news at the same time. Right. So the competition is unbelievable. Is there any, any joke or any like bit that you did during the news or you know, on, the, on the program that would get you canceled today? I mean, looking back and going, wow, I could have done that. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that was the 80s. I got away with it. Yeah, that was the 80s. No, that, that's, that's a great point. I can't think of one in particular, but you always had to be cognizant of what you were following. For instance, if there was a tragedy, you couldn't come on and do, be Mr. Yucks going into the seven-day forecast. You, you had to be conscious of the mood that people were in while they were watching the newscast or what was following you if they were going into a breaking news situation. So I never, it's a mirror that I didn't get tagged at least once or twice. You mentioned your advice saying, don't be afraid to fail. Is there a failure that you can remember that you learned the most from? No, just don't be afraid. You know, uh, in the stand-up business, you would audition for shows like the Johnny Carson show, and you'd be scared to death, and there was nothing mm -hmm. to be afraid of. Just be prepared and go in. I... I um, I just tell my kids, don't be afraid. The only failure is in not trying, that whole thing. It's, now, Fritz, I went to school, uh, not to brag, but University <laughs> of Cincinnati. And, uh, That's not right. <laughs> I was a, a broadcast oh. journalism major. 
And one of the things that we had to do in class was, uh, and of course, with with the weather, as you know, there's a green screen behind you. Mm -hmm. Then everything's backwards. You got to look here and which direction. Wait, where's Florida? Wait, because everything's backwards. (laughs) I was horrible at it. And so when you're saying you're a stand-up comic, the guy from the TV station comes in and sees you, and then you go to the station. How is that first time for you? Well, you have going? to. That, that, that's a craft that you have to. It practice. really is. The, the way to do it is to gesture broadly <laughs> and just go. Eventually, you'll and hit it. Somewhere, Florida's- somewhere east of the Mississippi River, there'll be a large front going through. <laughs> just don't be specific. Some of these guys can go right in on the zip code. I, I could never do that. I just go. Yeah, it's really here. harder than you think. Yeah. And, and the, the key to being a successful television weatherman is learning to suffer public humiliation gracefully. Yes. <laughs> because people will always get you. No matter what you do, they will always find fault in what you do. So, oh, don't I know it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that is true. Did they ever send you out into a storm? Oh, like, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. do you remember like the worst place they ever sent you? You're like, okay, let's throw it out the fridge. Yeah, You're we like, were in one of those El Nino periods, and they sent me right out, right out here to, because our station used to be like right across the street over here. Right. Um, they sent me out to be by the L.A. River, because the L.A. River goes from drought conditions mm-hmm. to overflowing in about an hour when the water starts coming down out of the mountains. It's a good shot. And they sent me out there, and the umbrellas are getting inverted. <laughs> <laughs> they, but, but that's people love that. They're, they're saying, yeah. please get blown into the river. <laughs> but then they decided not to do that. They said, no, we need you to take care of all your equipment, so you stay here in the studio, and then we're going to send some other reporter out there to follow the storm. I always appreciate those uh, those those newbies that they send out during like the like oh now let's send out the it was the weather channel they get tethered to a stop mm-hmm. sign yeah. yeah especially if these they send out women who are these petite ladies in TV that you know they're hundred pounds maybe yeah. I, think, I yeah. think the last big hurricane it had they they had a meme of one of the, the weather reporters out there and she had a condom over her microphone there we go and and they <laughs> don't think that she knew it was a condom they just, wow. they just put this over that so it won't short out she's just <laughs> well, it had the reservoir tip all Loose Frank, on the it's called responsible I mean, reporting. Did, it's called responsible. <laughs> wow. I was like, it's going to bust. It was a, it was a COVID thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. But at least they didn't show her putting it on. So I got to get ready for my news. That's what I wanted to see. That's what I wanted to see. That's funny. Chris Coleman, thank you so much for stopping by, man. Good I'm happy to finally meet you guys. That's so cool. Go check out his podcast. They're at the hundredth episode. Him and Wheezy, the Media Path Podcast, uh, and you can go to MediaPathPodcast.com and then follow him on Twitter at MediaPathPod. Thank I'm you. I'm happy so I got a chance to meet you guys. Keep up the good work. And you just oh, raised another thousand dollars for the kids of St. Jude's. Yeah. Wow. I know you cost me a thousand dollars, Fritz, but it's okay. <laughs> well, that's not the first time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thousand dollars for a picture with a TV set. So we'll get you one of those. Out there, okay. Right, perfect. Well, hey, I feel better down there. I, is Thank it a you. knee replacement or what do you have? Yeah, I had a partial. Yeah, the knee rehab for that is brutal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, tell I, me about it. These guys think I can just be up and going around and hanging out. I'm like, I, they bend you every which way. I know. I, I sympathize. So sit there and let people wait on. Did you, you have a couple of, uh, knee replacements? No, but or? my ex-wife had a degenerative bone disease. Had both hips and both knees done, and she said the hip was nothing. She That's was what walking, everybody says. She was walking up the stairs in two days. But yeah. a knee, because they, they just, the, the rehab was brutal. It's awful. Yeah. It's really awful. Well, take care of yourself. Thank you, Fritz. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Fritz. Thanks, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back. We're Heidi and Frank.